You're listening to the What the Junk Podcast with Megan Rage. Saturday. I know that my mantra is never miss a Wednesday, and I didn't miss a Wednesday. I did record on Wednesday, but what I tell you about what's happening in the house on Wednesday to to now is so different that I'm actually going to scrap Wednesday. I'm going to tell you everything that's been happening here in a in a full stream of consciousness because I started recording. I was like five minutes into this entry and I was like, what have I already told you? Where did my episode end off last, last week? I just was so unsure. So um, I'm just going to I normally would be worried that this episode won't be long enough if I cut and then I haven't recorded the past few days. But not only do I have so much to tell you right now, now that I have some peace and quiet in this house, but also I remember that I'm going to have a guest this episode, which will take up more time on Tuesday. So we're going to be good. We are going to be good. So Tuesday, our guests got here. First of all, they were supposed to get here at a certain time. Brett went to go take the dogs for a walk. I called Brett. I wasn't going to be able to take. I was still working. He had to go way early. And um, I called Brett or no, or maybe he called me. It doesn't matter. He was like, you know, we go the same route on our walk every night. And he's like, do you know the house? It's on the corner before you hit this street. It's next to the house with the chain link fence. I'm like, yes. So let me paint the picture for you. This is not one of the nicer houses in the neighborhood. Um, the grass is overgrown. There is a huge mobile home parked diagonally in the in the driveway. There's always a white truck with a guy working at the house. I don't know what he could possibly be working on because this house, it almost looks like people don't live there. So when we go on walks, Brett is, I know this is, a, we're very divided. Oh, the sound. I know we're very divided on this as a nation, but um, if it's trash, if I have a poop bag, and it's trash day, and there are trash cans lining the sidewalk, I will throw it in there. Brett will go out of his way to find a trash can to put the poop bag in. So we were on our walk, I think it was last weekend, and Brett had to like double bag, and he was like, I need to get rid of this. So we walked, we walked past his house as we normally do, and they always have a trash can in front of the big mobile home. And he went out of his way to go put it in there, right? No one was outside. He dumped it in. We kept it moving. So Tuesday, Brett's on his walk. And I guess the guy who's normally working there, Brett has AirPods and he was on the phone, was like, hey, just so you know, I got a $1,000 fine for having poop bu- poop bags in my trash can. And Brett was like, what? And he's like, poop bags. In my- I'm telling everyone that walks a dog, which just seemed weird to me. Like he definitely knew his Brett. I don't know if someone lives in that mobile home. It has a for sale sign on it and has for like the three to four years that we've lived here. But I guess he was like kind of aggressive. And you know me. I talked about this at the end of my last episode. I have anxiety. I always think the worst of everything. I'm like, great. He's going to try to poison the dogs or like it's going to try. I was like, he's lucky I wasn't there because I would have been like a thousand dollar fine. Let me see it. I went on like the county website. I'm like, do can you get fines for having poop? Like what? It just it's trash. So um, I was all fired up. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I haven't seen him since I've walked by. I've walked by multiple times since then. Um, and so, yeah, I was just like 
super fired up over that. Like that really angered me. So Brett gets home. We get ready to we were thought we were going to go out to get something to eat. Our guests get here and it was kind of late. They drove from San Francisco. I think there was more traffic. So we just got a quick dinner, ate it and went to bed. We watched the finale of Lessons in Chemistry. I didn't realize it was the series finale. So they aren't going to be extending it beyond the book. I thought it was so well done. It ended so perfectly. I'm like, do I want to read the book and ruin it? Because I've heard mixed reviews about the book, but I am going to start reading it. And then Wednesday, we woke up and I had to work. Um, so let me give you some background on the guests. The That's a husband and wife and their two kids. The kids are nine and five. And when they got here, I was like, oh, my God, they're so cute. Like the boy just really plays on his iPad and the little girl, um, Brett was telling the dogs to shut up. And she was like, that's not very polite and a cute English accent. I was like, oh, this is going to be fine because, you know, I was worried. First of all, I was like leading up to my cycle that ended up happening on Thanksgiving. So I was I'm just feeling extra grouchy and moody and antisocial. Um but on the the first day, I was like, oh, she's super cute. She just like asks questions, you know, who could who could not think the cute little English accent is adorable? They were like playing with the dogs. Of course, Chuck was super scared, but I was like, it's fine. This is going to be fine. Um, I was wrong. It's not that it's not fine. They're polite and they're well behaved and they do listen to their parents. But I just am not around kids. So like I don't have the answers to the questions. And I'm also super irritable right now. So I don't really remember what happened on Wednesday. I do know that they left. I forget what they went to go do on Wednesday, but they were gone for a good portion of the day. I knew that I was going to have a lot, a lot of work to get done. So why? I decided to get on the Peloton for the first time in months. Why did I think that was a good idea? I don't know, but I've been really paying for it because I'm like, I've got, what do they call it? Saddle sack? No, I don't, that doesn't make sense. I have saddle crotch. I don't know, but it is freaking killing me. Um, And I've just been dealing with it. Why did I decide to do that before I had four days off? God knows. But I did a nice little Peloton with Hannah. She is my fave. I always just feel motivated by her. Like, I do love the Alex rides and the Cody rides, but they're different. Some people, I'm like, you're extra. Like, Kendall, I I can't do it. It's too much for me. I'm just not that peppy. I don't come to hear her cute little quips, you know? I like Hannah. I feel like she's real. I feel like I get a good workout. You know, just like same in real life gyms, you work out better with some people like I won't go to a certain class because, you know, you guys get it. So um, they're gone for a majority of the day. And we had plans to go to my friend Kaylin's pub crawl. She does it every year. It's 10th annual on Wednesday night. And our company was planning to go to Winter Wonderland. So we were all going to get out of the house. I'm, I'm, I am I'm, hate to say that I'm happy when they leave, but I really feel bad for Chuck. He's been like hiding in the closet, hiding in the bathroom. He won't come down when they're here because they have little kids. The little kids are running all over the house, playing with the dogs, getting every toy out of the dog basket and throwing it and squeaking it. And um, yeah, it's it's just a lot. Wednesday before we go, Brett's about to take the dogs for a walk and they get home. And I'm looking out the window because I hear the dogs barking. The little girl was like, can we go for can we go on a walk for you? And Brett walks super fast. I can barely keep up. And I know that I mean, we like to walk the dogs a a long way every day. Like I know that part of being a dog owner is like, you know, being responsible with certain breeds and getting their energies out. So Brett takes him for a walk in the morning. I take him for a walk in the evening. The dogs probably walk six miles a day. So I knew that this was going to change, you know, and we were all about to go out. So I knew Brett really wanted to take them on a long walk. So first little girl asks and little boy asks and only the parents come in. So I'm like, I guess you guys are going for a walk. So Brett comes just goes on a one mile walk and gets home and I had texted him good luck with that (laughs) I'm like so negative I'm like good luck with that better you than me if only I knew what was coming 
Um, so we go to the pub crawl. It's just down J Street. She does a different like, you know, area of downtown every year. And I hadn't drank in just about 50 days. So I was very on the fence because I drove us. I was like, if I have a drink, I'm just going to have one or two. And then what's the point? You guys know my age old dilemma. What's the point if I'm only going to have one? So we go to the first place. I didn't have one. Then we went to the tack room and none of the drinks look good. So I was like, if nothing looks good, I'm not going to have one. Brett, of course, asked them if they made an espresso martini and they did. So I got that. And I was like, I'm going to feel I can't let my my anxiety. I never said that I was never going to drink again. So why am I putting so much pressure on myself? So I got one. He brought it over. The glass smelled like someone rubbed the rim like inside their asshole. Like it was it did not smell good. And Brett determined that it was the like the chocolate powder that they put on top of the drink. Oh, it was grossing me out. I ended up only having that drink. I didn't have another drink. So I was like, why? Why did I do it? But I was planning on drinking on Thanksgiving anyways. And I ended up needing a drink on Thanksgiving. Like I just needed, I needed to let loose a little bit. So we get home and we go to bed. We only go to a couple of the the places on the pub crawl. My friend Kaylin told me about this like drink. It's soda water, bitters, and lime. She was like, it's perfect because it looks like alcohol. So no one will be like, why aren't you drinking? She's like, and it tastes good. So I was sipping those Goldfields. I, Goldfields is the last place that we went. So we went to the place that used to be Burgers and Brew. Then we went to Tack Room and then we went to Goldfields and we left after that. But I was drinking those little, that bitters drink all night and it's so good. But Goldfields, I avoid that place like the plague it just seems like douche douche douchebag central to me it was dead though when we went so it wasn't bad um but yeah she always has like (laughs) the same group of friends there and it's super nice to see all of them once a year I can never remember their names one of the girls actually thought I was Kaylin from behind and came up behind me and grabbed my ass I was like oh she was like oh my god I'm so sorry uh so we had a good time we came home so Thanksgiving day is kind of kind of where things go wrong so I wake up and um, it's just I, I I don't even I don't want to be too negative, but I don't know how to talk to kids. I don't have any tricks on how to occupy them. You know, I just don't really have it in me. So Brett gets up. He makes everyone a breakfast and um, he starts making food for the day. And I wasn't really doing much. I think I like read my book. I was just kind of relaxing. I did help out with a couple things. And I was like, I'm going to go. I went to Temple and got us a coffee. Or no, I went to 18 grams to get us a coffee. I went to BevMo to get some drinks to take to my parents' house and then to take to Scott Molly's afterwards. So, um... I decide that I want to go on a nice long walk with the dogs. I was going to put on my Taylor Swift set list playlist and just like walk it out. So I'm about to get ready. And the little girl is like, can I come with you? And I was like, it's going to be a really long walk. I was like, I'm going to be walking very far, not as short as you and Brett. You and Brett went the other day. She's like, it's fine. I can make it. I can handle it. And so I was like, okay, uh, yeah, if her parents were like, you'll have to ask Megan if she says it's okay. And what am I going to be like? No. Well, had I known, I would have said no. Like Again, I don't have kids, so I don't know how to tell them not to do things. It's hard enough walking the two dogs, right? She kept asking me if she can hold a leash. 
Absolutely not. I am not letting a five-year-old hold the leash of the things that I love the most in life, which is my dogs. She was like walking on people's like bricks that line their yard. And I kept saying, oh, get down. Here's the thing. I grew up in a household where my dad was very regimented. He was very like by the rules. Like we didn't walk on people's property. We didn't put, pick flowers from their yard. Is that a lot of you are probably like, God, live a little. But that's just how I grew up. I used to have friends over when I was little and I would have anxiety about them like walking in the house with shoes on or scuffing my dad dad's truck when they were getting in it or just like I my dad instilled that in me and I'm just that high strung individual now so there's a guy that lives right behind us and he has lined his property with like these really thick bricks and I know he's talked to me about them before how like some of them weren't the right color and he sent it back he is giving my dad vibes so when she got up to walk the perimeter on these bricks I was like please get down like I just don't And then we were walking for two minutes. She's like, are we almost done? No. Can I hold the leash? Then she kept running up behind the dogs, scaring them. Lola's terrified of walking already. She had a water bottle with her. She kept throwing it on the ground and it was making a loud noise and she was laughing and Lola was terrified. It was a literal nightmare. The whole time it was, it's boiling out here. Are we almost home? Can I hold the leash? It was just nonstop picking flowers from people's like gardens and stuff. I just like I I maybe normal me would be able to handle it. But this was first day of my cycle me. So we get home and I go in the closet upstairs with the cat and cry like so dramatic. Right. Unnecessary. But I just I cannot. I I hate to be like I know these are not my kids and I know that my own kids would be different. But nothing is making me not want to have kids more than having company that have kids. And then when we almost got home, our next door neighbors have two dogs there sometimes. And Benny goes crazy. I knew it was about to happen. Benny goes nuts. He tramples Lola. I'm scared he's going to knock the little girl over. So like it was just it was carnage. I told Benny to shut up. And now she won't she won't stop going. Shut up, Benny. And she keeps getting in trouble every time she says it. It's just a nightmare. So we get home. I'm like, I'm going to go up in my room and start getting ready. I asked Brett if he could iron a couple dresses for me. Brett's like, I'm doing all the cooking for you. I'm ironing your dresses. I'm like, I need a moment. What does she say in lessons in chemistry? Children, set the table. Your mom needs a moment. Like, that is me. So I go get ready upstairs. I take my sweet time. And then I end up going to El Dorado Hills. My stepsister just got a new house in El Dorado Hills. This is the first time I was seeing it. Tell me why I get in the house and start crying immediately. I was like, I'm so happy to see all of you. (laughs) I was just like overwhelmed. She poured me a glass of vuv. I had some cheese and some appetizers. And it was just so nice to not have any like to not worry. Like, are you is your chocolatey face and fingers touching everything like the pillows on the couch all need to be thrown away? We don't have kids. I do not have a kid friendly home. I have a nice white fleece blanket on the couch that has Nutella on it. Like I just cannot. I know that so many of you have kids and are laughing at me right now. I am not equipped to handle this. The 10 year old, I talk to him like the five year old and I feel like he's looking at me like I'm fucking 10. Um, So I have a nice Thanksgiving. I stay there for way longer than I thought. Come home, take the dogs out and go over to Scott Molly's. Right. I get there. The kids are in good company because everyone there likes to play with kids. So they're playing with like Nerf guns. They're throwing this burrito. They're diving. They're running. 
I am instantly like, I cannot take it. And um, I'm just annoyed by it immediately. I'm just generally annoyed. And I feel bad because I'm not trying to be ignorant with these people. But I also just have like the wife is not really talking to me. I don't have anything to say to her. Like we're just talking about the dogs or the kids. But like I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. So we only stay at my brother and Lolly's for a little bit. And we come home. I read my book in bed and we go to sleep. And then yesterday, wake up and they leave for most of the day, like a good majority of the day. Brett sent me to the store. He was like, I want snacks. But you guys know, like my appetite has just changed. So Brett will like send do this to me when he's hungover. He'll he'll say, I want snacks from the store. So he'll tell me once he, what he wants and he'll be like, make sure you get snacks too. I literally didn't want snacks. I ended up getting Pop-Tarts and Cheez-Its. What? I ate like a handful of the Cheez-Its. And I'm like, why did I get this? I spent $100. I got stuff to make a cheese board. Never made a cheese board. I got some raspberries. I got Brett salt and vinegar chips and salsa from like the like Tostinos. Like it's whatever it is. It's disgusting. We watched a Marvel movie. We watched that Gran Turismo movie, which was actually really good. And then the kids and the adults came home. They had yo-yos. And they were swinging these yo-yos everywhere in front of all the new glassware that my stepmom just gave me in front of the TV. And I'm like, I am just going to let go and let God. Like, Brett doesn't seem to be concerned. The parents don't seem to be concerned. So, like, if a yo-yo goes into the TV, I guess we'll just cross that bridge. I was, like, giving myself an internal pep talk. Pep talk. I guess we'll just cross that bridge when we get there. And um, I'll just I'll just relax. So I'm trying to relax they're eating popcorn it's on the floor like I said fucking sticky fingers I just can't handle it finally they go to bed I feel bad because Brett and I go to bed early and we're always like all right we're going to bed like they can obviously stay up but they all go into the room that they're staying in and like watch tv and like hang out in there I think they have like snacks in their room I don't really know what goes on up there but I said to Brett like (laughs) I think that it's great that you have people that are starting to come visit you but like maybe no on the little kids we have people that are coming to visit us next year luckily they have like teenage kids they're nice people I am just not in the mood for it I am just simply not in the mood for it they all just went right now to the shooting range I am getting my podcast done I'm gonna read my book I finished the fifth chestnut springs and I'm like so sad that it's over I'm so attached to all those characters so the same author has another series so I just started that and I was trying to read it on the couch but like I'm reading this was before they left I'm reading on the couch they both have an iPad and they carry it around everywhere so she has the iPad super loud comes sits sits down right next to me I have to read the same page like five times and then um (laughs) She walks away and leaves the iPad. It's just like blaring. I'm like, I can't. We were watching Love Island last night and Brett said to the mom, like, oh, do you watch Love Island? She's like, I I don't really I can't really watch anything these days. Like I, you know, I'm a I they're the ones that put stuff on TV. And um, I just can't imagine that life. Every time the kids ask for something, they go did it. They go get it. Last night, the little girl wanted French fries. so They drove to McDonald's. I'm like, mommy, can you get this for me? Like they get anything and everything they want and I don't know if it's because the parents are trying to keep them calm in this house like doing the best that they can and they're not doing a bad job like I said they are well-behaved kids it's not them it's me it is a little bit them <laughs> but it's mostly me just not knowing like what the fuck to do I just don't know what to do we go to bed at night the ch- the cat can finally come out the dogs are relaxed I put the- we shut our bedroom door and 
Uh, I just keep telling myself I only have to get through a couple more days. I only have to get through tonight. We're making pizzas, which Brett's going to turn on the hot tub for the kids. I'm going to be inside reading my book and helping Brett make pizzas. And I hope we can go to bed nice and early tomorrow. I don't know what the plan is. Monday, they leave. I'm going to go pick up my new walking pad. I bet on a walking pad. I got it for $65 from the auction. I'm so excited. I got a mat to go on the carpet in my office for when I use it. So, I, I mean, at first I was like, I can't believe I'm spending my four days of my vacation having to deal with this. Like I was being a real brat, but I just bl- blame it on the menstrual cycle. I just can't. I just can't. I can't. I can't hide my emotions. You guys know that I just cannot pretend. I can't put on a happy face. I am talking to these people and it's not like I'm like not talking to them, but it's it's hard. It is hard. Um, Brett told me today that he made a friend on Facebook. He's in these like expat groups and, you know, people connect. And today he's like, yeah, this guy just said that he moved to Roseville and like he's really lonely. And I was like, let me see his profile. I'm like, you are getting catfished. What are you doing? He's like, but look at the things that he's commenting. It seems real. I'm like, do you think that these pictures are real? I was like, the comments might be real, but this is not the person that you're talking to. They've been texting. I'm like, what in the world is happening? Oh my God. I wrote down like notes of things to talk about. So you know how I said I had Brett iron dresses for me. One was the jean long sleeve dress that I bought from Amazon. The other one was actually also a a free people dupe that I got from Amazon. Both of them just did not look good or not how I thought they were going to look. So I was like, don't be mad when I came downstairs on Thanksgiving. I was like, I'm not wearing anything that you iron for me. So speaking of shopping and Black Friday, I was I felt like there weren't that many good sales. I did buy a couple things. What I was doing all day was like putting stuff in my cart, leaving it, and then seeing if I was still thinking about it in an hour. Like Skims had a really good sale. You guys know I buy all my like underwear and bras from Skims. And I was like, do I really need any more right now? So I put a bunch of stuff in my cart, forgot about it. So I didn't buy it, cleared my cart out. Um, I did buy a couple things from Abercrombie. I did buy an eyeliner and like a free people bodysuit from Nordstrom. And then I got... Uh, some shampoo from Sephora and that was it. But like all day I was like putting things in my basket, letting it marinate, coming back to it. At one point I was like about to spend $500 and I didn't. And everything that I bought, I used on these gift cards that I got from work. So I'm so, except for the shampoo, I bought that on my, on my regular card. But yeah, I did not do any crazy Black Friday shopping. I did get, um, a like, a a, a glass holder for the Nespresso pods when I finally opened that. I got some latte glasses like for ice drinks when we start making coffees. And then I got the mat for my walking pad that we're going to pick up on Monday. I'm so excited about the walking pad. I can't remember if I told the story on Wednesday or Tuesday. So it might have been in last week's episode, but I just got on the auction website like last minute and saw the walking pad. There was like 45 seconds left. I just hit bid and I ended up getting it. So if I ever try to get anything from the auction again, that's what I'm going to do. Like why drive up the price going back and forth with people bidding on it? Just get in at the last possible second and get your items. I'm it's it seems like a really good walking pad. So I'm super excited. Hopefully it's not like the last one that I got that was broken and I had to give back because you guys know I hate emailing customer service and just dealing with all of that stuff. It's just too, too much for me. Um, so yeah, we're making pizzas tonight. I don't know what the plan is tomorrow. I'm hoping that it's just nice and chill. I really am just in the mood to read my book and and be silent. And I'm sure at first I think Brett was like 
trying to get me into the conversation. But on Thursday, I think he was pretty annoyed, too. And he's like also ready for it to be. He's way better with kids, though. Like he was just going outside to prep the pool in the hot on the hot tub. And he was like, do you guys want to come out and help me like clean the hot tub? Obviously, he wasn't actually putting them to work, but he was just like getting them outside. I don't I'm like, you guys like chocolate do you watch barney what like i have nothing i just have nothing to contribute so that's where that's where the holiday was spent that's what's happening i'm like scared to death brett was like have you recorded your podcast yet i'm like don't say anything about my podcast i'm going nice on some situations because i'm scared to death that they're gonna somehow find my podcast and uh listen to it but i don't think that's gonna happen i don't think they realize that i really have a podcast they were in my office at one point the kids i came in here to get something and they followed me and i have like a whole basket of dog toys out here next thing you know the toys are everywhere and now every day it's can i play in your office i'm like no office is off limits that's why the door is shut We are not going to be hanging out. I want to actually now that they're gone, I want to fucking throw those yo-yos away, too. They're trying to do tricks and they're just swinging them around. They keep hitting them or dropping them super hard on the floor. I'm like, there's probably chips on our floor. I just I can't. I am honestly going to throw away every couch cushion that is on the couch right now. Because like, you know, little kids like sticky hands, sticky face. She's been wearing a lot of dresses and she'll pull her dress up and just sit like bare underwear on the <laughs> On the, on the pillows on the couch yesterday when we were sitting on the couch watching a movie I like had to sit up all day because I did not know which pillows were safe when they're your own kids I'm sure it's different you're just fine like being sticky it's it's fine it's your sticky it came from you I am not trying to be other people sticky no thank you I don't want it One last thing that's kind of sad I don't want to leave it on a sad note but there will be other days I hope that I have some time to record tomorrow I hope they're going to be out of the house for a little. I I've never normally <laughs> I don't even know what Brett and I would be doing on these four days off if they weren't here. Probably like some fun things. I'm kind of scared to take the dog places aside from a walk because of that virus. But um, I'm like Brett. The only benefit for Brett is I've been in a really good mood with him the past four days. Normally he's like, is it that time of the month? And I'm like, I hate when you say that. The other day we were making the bed and he's like, why are you so moody? I'm like, do not ask me why I'm moody. That just makes me even more moody. But I've been like, I feel like we've been trauma bonding. (laughs) I feel like we've been trauma bonding. Like every night we get into the, the room and we're like, Oh, <laughs> how many days do we have left? So things that I would normally be fussing at him over, I have not been because I'm just like, you're my best friend right now. <laughs> you're the only person that is keeping me sane in this house. Um, or is I even going with this? Anyways, OK, I want to leave. I'm not I don't want to leave you on a sad note, but I was like scrolling through Facebook. The only reason that I like post things on Facebook is I like to post the dogs because the woman that we get the dogs from or that we got the dogs from, she's this older woman, like definitely in her 80s. She has a Facebook and she just loves seeing them. So I'll post a picture on there and I always like it when she comments or like likes it or messages me and is like, how's Benny's eating and how's Lola? Like she's just the sweetest woman. Last time we went up there, I thought that she looked um, different. She like lost a bunch of weight, but she seemed great spirits. Like, I just love her so much. Her name's Pat. So I get on Facebook on Wednesday evening and I realized that I had normally she posts a ton every time they have new litters and stuff. Um, Her husband, Jerry, who we've also met when we go up there, he's heavily involved. And he also has a sister that lives where Brett is from in England. 
Anyways, he posted on her Facebook page that she passed away. And I could not stop thinking about it. I just it consumed my thoughts for like 24 hours. I've still just been nonstop thinking about it. I just I I remember saying to Brett, like, I just love them so much. Like, they're the sweetest people. I hope that like down the line, you know, sh- they're still a- just because they're just trustworthy. They take such good care of their animals. But the his post made it seem like she had been sick and that he was like, it happened much quicker than we were anticipating. And he said, um, and this is like what got me choked up. I like Brett's like, are you crying? I'm like, yes. When am I not crying about sad things? But I guess she had said before she died to Jerry, her husband, like, if you feel strongly and passionately about like, you know, carrying on my legacy like I want you to do that and he basically said I'm not going to be posting on this page anymore we're going to have a set page for the dogs in the farm because it's like a big goat farm and he was like but I do I do want to continue doing this like in her memory it made her so happy so it makes me happy anyways just like the saddest thing I came downstairs we, we call her dog woman I was like dog woman passed away he's like who dog woman it like took him a second I'm like Pat Oh, I'm just so sad. It happened earlier in the month. So I'm like, it didn't happen the day before Thanksgiving. But yeah, he's still going to keep the fall. I'm like, why am I sharing this sad news with you? I just, I feel, I don't know. I feel like that's like a part of all of Benny and Lola's videos and pictures that I have from their early years are from her farm. And like, you could hear her voice in the background. And she was just such a sweet woman. I just can't believe it. So Brett and I had just been talking. I We're not really serious about getting a third dog. But ever since we've been watching Lessons in chemistry we say like oh are we gonna get a 630 like a big doodle we've been talking about we say that all the time we like joke around like when are we getting 630 so she had come up you know she's been coming up lately at least in my mind and I'm sure a few times when we talk back and forth like jokingly we are not getting a third dog you guys but I do want have you seen those tattoos that are like just the outline of like an animal's like the top of their ears or like it's a very dainty looking tattoo I want that on the back of my arm that obviously doesn't have the sleeve just like all three of the dogs with like a little I'll post a picture of the inspo that I found on Pinterest not that I ever go on Pinterest I went on Google and Google took me to Pinterest I'll post it up at what the Chuck podcast so that you can see I'll also add the links to the things that I bought on Black Friday to my Amazon storefront so you guys can shop it. Also, I'm so excited for to get back on track with like Grubbox. Not that I feel like yesterday I woke up and had some I had a bagel. Brett went and got me a bagel. And then I just had like some leftover mashed potato. I feel like I haven't been hungry this week. And I feel like that's pretty normal with my cycle. Like I get really hungry the week before and then the week of I'm like, uh, nothing sounds good. But I'm so excited because Grubbox has a California bowl on the menu that we're, it's already gone. So you can't order it. But it's crab, like crab meat. I'm so excited to try it. Um, but if you're feeling like you don't want to cook after the holidays or you are just feeling like you are very gluttonous after the holidays and you want to get back on track, um, you can still use my code RAGE for $30 off your first order plus free delivery. 
The menu is out for next week already. So by the time you hear this, you'll have like a day and a half to put your order in for the following week. Or you can just keep an eye on the website. I mean, you don't have to get it right away. Look for a couple weeks. See the type of uh, menu items that they have. And order on a week when there's a lot of things that look really good to you. I know that if you're not, like if you're living alone, getting 10 meals can be a lot. It works out for Brett and I because we just use them for dinner. So we split it. But, you know, you really want to make sure that you're getting Getting meals that actually sound good to you. Sometimes I get on the webs. I love Grubbox. Like I, I love it. Sometimes I look at the menu and I'm like, nothing's calling to me this week, so we skip it. It is very rare that that happens, but it does happen. So don't order just because I'm telling you to order and you've been wanting to order. If the menus, if the menu doesn't look great, like wait for one that speaks to you and pull the trigger, and I promise you, you will be obsessed. Okay. I'm going to go read my book. I am like, I was, I swear I was going to move on to something else after the Chestnut Springs, but I'm just like so (sighs) mentally I'm in a rom-com. Mentally I'm in a book. Oh my God. The dinner table at Thanksgiving. My stepsister's husband was saying she was I was telling her what books I was reading. She's like, I only re- I only listen to audiobooks. I was like, I've never listened to an audiobook. And her husband was like, Yeah, sometimes I get in the car and it's super loud and it's like, it's like she turns the car on and it's like he placed his palm in her and I was like, Okay, we get it. And she, everyone at the table was cracking up. She was like laughing so hard, her face was red. He was like, She's not denying it. Um, but that's the space that I'm in right now. I'm in I'm in a I'm in a rom com like of, you know, enemies to lovers trope. That's mentally I'm there. So while I was going to move on to like lessons in chemistry or I've really wanting, really been wanting to start The Body Keeps the Score, I feel like this week especially I've been doing just like a lot of reading in bed. Is it? I've been getting really nauseous. Like, is that a thing? If if you stay up, I've been staying up really late and like tired and my vision gets kind of blurry and then I'm nauseous and I'm like, oh, no, the room is spinning when I'm like forcing myself to stay up to read a book. Is that normal? No? Okay, perfect. Anyways, I was like, I've been bookmarking TikToks of like books that are, you know, series. I really am into a series, especially with Kindle Unlimited. I feel like that's the way to go. So the same author that writes the Chestnuts, Chestnut Springs book writes another series. So I started that today and I'm really excited. It's like, you know, cheesy, but also good. Like the plots are good. I was always shocked and how good the Chestnut Springs books were because Amanda was trying to get me to read them forever. And I was like, I don't know, but I was obsessed. So I'm just jumping right into another series and I just hope that Brett doesn't make me help cook pizzas tonight and I can just sit on the couch and do nothing. <laughs> That's probably not going to happen, but those are my hopes, dreams, and aspirations for the rest of the day. Sunday. The things Brett says to the dogs, I can hear him downstairs. I just had to shut my office door because... I'm about to record this and I need to record my radio shows for tomorrow and I just feel drained. I feel depleted. Normally after four days, I'd be like, oh, I feel rested. I'm excited to do my shows and talk about stuff. Well, number one, I'm not rested. And number two, nothing really happens over the holidays. Like show prep is so much harder over the holidays because nothing is happening. Like there's no celebrity drama. I don't like to talk about certain stories on the air like I'm not really gonna touch the Diddy stuff like I just eh. there's news and there's news about Oscar Pistorius or whatever the guy that murdered his girlfriend he's getting out I'm not even really comfy talking about stuff like that so um anyways I was just uh, about to get started and I was gonna leave the door open because 
on the weekdays, I have to shut the door because Brett's also working. But I'm like, I mean, no one's doing anything today, so I can just leave the door open, let some air flow in here. But no, Brett's downstairs going, you two are the largest and smartest, the bestest and squestest. You are the second best friend of it. Like he just is constantly saying random shit to the dogs. I feel like I have not drank water. I'm so good about drinking water every day. But I don't know what it's what's happening the last like few days, basically, since we've had company. I just have not drank any water and I'm suddenly so freaking thirsty. Also, I have my like Costco Hydro Flask that I take around with me everywhere. Right. Well, I also got these other cups that um, fit in the car. The ones that I have don't fit in the cup holders in the car. So I got some ones that fit in the car. One of the kids has them. And um, yesterday I like picked it up to move it. And it is, I mean, I know it can go in the dishwasher. I'm just one of those people that gets grossed out like (laughs) by things. The straw had like food in it. And now I'm never going to be able to drink out of that water bottle again. Like, I don't care that it's, that it can go in the dishwasher and be cleaned. Never again. I'm going (laughs) to never again. We made pizzas last night. Well, Brett made pizzas. Well, we did the toppings and Brett put them in the uni. We're just out of practice. He made a different type of dough. It was actually really good. It just this always happens on pizza night. When Brett and I get a pizza, as you guys know, we've been doing lately on a Sunday, trying new pizza places in Sacramento. I can go hard on some pizza Um, when we are cooking it in the pizza oven because we have to make it and then put it in and then let it cool and then cut it. I'm eating a slice of each pizza that he makes, but I'm like full so fast because I'm eating so much slower. So I made one last night with pineapple, pepperoni, basil, mozzarella, and some banana peppers. Oh my goodness. It was so good. But it was like one of the last ones that was made. So I only had like a slice of it because I was so incredibly full. I just watched, um, we were watching last night. The kids had something on, then they walked away. So I changed the channel and I just put that we had like a company over. We had Manny and Steph plus the company that's staying with us. I put Undercover Boss on, which is like my guilty pleasure show. I love it so freaking much. Whenever we go on vacation and there's like, you know, a TV in the room that has a decent amount of cable channels, I always try to find Undercover Boss and watch that while I'm getting ready. I love it so much. I think we watched like four episodes last night. I wasn't like super watching, but I was kind of paying attention there was one episode and they were in Stockton at like a anyways you guys don't care is anyone else with me undercover boss we were talking last night though and I'm like how do these people not realize or how do they not know I feel like some of them do know but how do they not know that that it's undercover boss and I feel like they're like yeah I really wish I had the money to do this those are the smart ones that pretend they don't know and then like lie and say I've been saving up my whole life to do this because you know at the end that you're probably gonna get it oh my god I need to pause I need to get water I am so thirsty. Also, the girl that's been here, I don't know if I told you, I've been hearing a rattle in her chest. <laughs> like when she's breathing, I, it's it's alarming. Anyways, I went on my walk this morning. Number one, I was having the worst cramps of my life. I didn't even think I was going to make it home. I had to call Brett when I got home and I was like, I think I'm going to faint. It was, I thought I was going to pass out. It was that bad. Um, and I thought it was over. I was like, oh, I woke up this morning. I was like, oh, we're done. No, wrong, eh, wrong answer. Um, so I, what was I even saying? I was on my walk and I felt like I was going to die, but also I started coughing and I had like a rattle in my chest and I'm like, great. So now I'm going to have a cold from all of this. Perfect. Tight, tight, tight. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Beautiful. I just filled my water bottle up so that we can continue this journey. I really don't have that much more to talk about. Number one, the Black Friday Target deals that have been outed on TikTok is cracking me up. It's making me feel like Black Friday is a scam. Although 
some things I know are truly on sale. I mean, I know that everything that we buy is marked up, right? Um, but there are things that I watch like on Amazon or like I know how much jeans normally cost or a sweatshirt costs at Abercrombie. So like I know what's actually a deal. There's a sweatshirt that I've been eyeballing that was $90 on Abercrombie and it's marked down to 60 and I almost bought it. But I had to have a serious talk with myself like, do you need it? Should you be paying $60 for a sweatshirt? I was so pumped about the one that I got from Abercrombie. You guys, I have like really bad indigestion because I just went downstairs and I drank water so fast. I don't know if indigestion is the right word. Um, <laughs> I bought that Lake Tahoe sweatshirt from <laughs> Abercrombie that I was obsessed with. I was like, this is going to be my winter sweatshirt I wear all the time. And it's fucking bleached. I still can't pinpoint what is bleaching our clothes. And it was just like little spots at first. Every time I watch it or wash it, it gets more and more visible. So now I'm just scared to wash everything. I'm like, I don't even want to buy new clothes because they're just going to get bleached. I did get a super cute uh, sweatshirt or like sweater that I wore to the pub crawl the other night. And I got a really cute jacket, both from Amazon. They are on my Amazon storefront. You can get the link in my bio at What the Chuck podcast. Let's talk about Love Island right quick. The Love Island games. I know that they're already over. I already know who won, but um, we're like a week behind, probably two weeks behind. But we've played catch up at night. We've been watching it in bed. Johnny Middlebrook. Let me tell you, I used to love him and Selly together. Um, now I just love Selly and he is the biggest player in life. I cannot believe all the girls that he's rammed through in this season of Love Island games. But on top of that, I got online this morning and this girl posted her gender reveal with Johnny. Johnny is straight up. He was in the challenge and then he got pulled from that and went to Love Island Games. And he has a full ass baby mama out here. And she's since pulled the video down. And people are just like, what? She looks like she's like five months along. I don't know when you get a gender. I know those can that can happen like super early these days. So I never want to assume. But she definitely has been pregnant for a minute because she deleted the video, but I went back on her TikTok and like saw when she started announcing it. But um, that is wild to me. The fact that he like kissed Sally when he got in. I can't even remember who he was with first. Oh, no, he was with someone before Liberty, but the Liberty thing, I could tell he wasn't into that. And then the Jess thing, I knew he wasn't into that. And then when Courtney came in, I was like, I don't know how he can be into that. Like, you guys, I get it. She is um, beautiful. But is she really if everything on her is fake, like her boobs are fake, her butt is fake, her lips are fake. She looks like a robot when she talks. Like, yeah, she's stunning, but what did she look like before all of that? And she is seemingly dumber than a bag of rocks. I know that she has an education. I remember this being like a misconception during her season of Love Island USA. It was like the third season. And I remember there were some times where she grew on me, but I just can't with her. She's just so aloof. I just don't. I can't. Um. So when he told her that he'd been waiting for her, I was like, yeah, that all adds up like this is endgame for him on the show. But then those six bombshells came in and the girl from Germany came in. What's crazy to me is like <laughs> I, I thought she I was like, OK, this girl. First of all, the German accent, not cute. Brett was like, I don't know how anyone can listen to her talk. Also, she looks a little bit older than the rest of the people in there. And like she is pretty, but it's like a different type of pretty. Like it's a it's a it's not a reality show pretty, if you ask me. 
but you cannot deny the chemistry between her and Johnny is palpable. Like I could not even believe it when they were sitting down on the couch. And that's basically like where I'm at. I'm at the recoupling where I know that Johnny picks her and that like he was basically trying to hide it from Courtney and it is just not careful with his words at all. The fact that she said he has small dick energy makes me laugh because I almost am like now I'm questioning. I'm like, well, does he? Is it not big? Because they've been in bed. She says all the time, I'm like a really sexual person. So, you know, they've been touching under the sheet. So small dick energy makes me feel like she's telling the world that that's actually what's happening there. And I can see it. I feel like he is really insecure. And that's why he just runs through women. By the way, sidebar note, I was talking to um, Anthony, who's one of my best guy friends, but I just don't talk to him that much anymore. Um, he lives in Los Angeles and he has not had a girlfriend in so long. And if you saw him, you he would be giving like Johnny Middlebrook energy, like just fuckboy energy. And I was talking to him this weekend. <laughs> I was telling him a story of something funny that happened that only like he would know about. And um, he was like, I'm going to get a practice girlfriend. And I was like, what? He's like, I need to get a girlfriend. I think he's like approaching 40, if not already there. He's like, I need to get a girlfriend, but it's been so long. I'm out of practice. Also, I feel like no girl wants to date me because it's been so, so long since I've had a relationship that it's like a red flag. He's like, so my plan is to get a girlfriend so that I can like reacclimate myself with the dating world. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. So he has two girls that are getting ready to come visit him. There's no shot that he is going to listen to this. He might. I don't know. He's not going to care if I out him because the girls are not listening to this. Um, he has two girls getting ready to come visit him on back to back weekends. Like I said, Johnny Middlebrook energy. And he one million percent has a type. One of them is like a Fashion Nova curve model like she talk about that getting sucked out of your body and put somewhere else like holy moly I've never seen a butt so big in my life um but <laughs> I don't even remember where I was going this it's it's just it's fuckboy energy right I told the, this guy friend of mine I was like I mean it it is nice that you're trying to take the steps to like you know be eventually a better boyfriend I was like but how are your parents going to feel about the type of girls that you like like are they going to care or are they just going to be happy that you're bringing someone home and Johnny, I mean, he's about to have a baby. I don't know what happens with this German girl. I don't know the outcome of every relationship in the Love Island games. But I did see a video on TikTok that she where she was talking about like their connection. She's very spiritual. She was talking about how they had a soul connection. Whether I believe in that or not, you cannot deny watching them the chemistry that they freaking have on screen. Like I said, it is extremely obvious. So I didn't watch the whole video because it was kind of long and I don't really want to know what happens with them in this moment? I mean, he can't even be faithful in a villa that is, I mean, not not small by any means, but, you know, it's small enough for however many people to live in it. You think he's going to be faithful to a girl that lives in Germany? So I don't really care if they are still together or not, because there's no way that he is going to maintain that relationship. Another thing that I noticed about Jess, who I really did not like in the beginning, but she ended up winning me over. She's from Australia. If you've watched, you know, she's just like a little dramatic and I, I think a little delusional when it comes to relationships and how they work or maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't in there and I know that we're just seeing brief little tidbits of their day. But why does she never wear her hair down? I am such a hair down girly. Like I like to see the hair. Yeah, I put my hair back 90% of the week because no one sees me and like I'm not trying to wash it and do it every day. But if my hair is clean, it is down and in my face. I'm just such like a hair down girl. She wore her hair down like maybe two days. 
and it was always in a slicked back low bun. I know that that's like a look these days, but I just I don't and I'm sure it's probably easier to do your hair like that after challenges and stuff and having to get ready multiple times a day. But I just am not down. I'm like, let your hair down. It looks so much better. The Australian accent, I don't really like that either. It is just like so harsh Oh, I don't know how many episodes we have left. I don't really want to look. I know there are a couple more people that are still coming in, but I'm confused because at the beginning of the season, I saw like a list of everyone coming in. But some of the people that I thought were coming in to date have actually come in to um, kind of host. So, yeah, we've got to be nearing the end, though. I can't really see them shaking it up too much beyond this point. I hope that we get to finish it tonight. Also, I told you that I moved into the next series of the books that I've been reading or not really the next series. This was actually a series that happened before the Chestnut Springs series, which I just finished. So in Chestnut Springs, each book is about a different brother in this family. And they do have a sister, too. And Amanda and I were like, it's so weird that the sister never got a book. And I started reading this other series about this other I'm assuming it's family. I don't know. The first book's about this guy. And they're all like on this horse farm and they're like romantic, you know, whatever. Spices. So in the very first book, the sister from the other series is in it. And I'm like, oh, my God, Amanda, Violet is in this book. And she's like, no way. She's like, she should have got her own book. And now that I'm almost done with the first book in this series, I think Violet is going to be in this series. I think she's in the series before the Chestnut Spring series. So if you've read it and you haven't read the other, I forget what they are. I forget what the series is called, but there's only four books in this series. I'm super excited to read them. I'm so I just like don't want to leave the this author is just like the writing style is on point for me. So I'm so happy that it all exists within the same like universe. Uh, I don't I feel like that's not the right word, but you guys know what I'm trying to say. Anyways, I've been jamming through it. I was reading it last night. I think I have like 10 more percent of the book before I'm done. And I don't really want to look at or read like the synopsis for the other books because I want to be surprised on who each one is about. But I just have a feeling that Violet is going to be the 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 focal point of one of the books. OK, not that you care. Um. All right. I'm going to I'm, I'm like, what else can I talk about? Because I do not want to move on to my radio shows. First of all, not that this isn't a great cause because it is. But the Children's Miracle Network is coming up this week. And holy moly, it takes a lot. I have to like listen to these stories and like piece my voice with them and you know give out the number and like really connect and I'm just not in the mood to be emotional right now and so I really don't want to sit down and listen to all these stories and cry and do my radio shows like just not the mental space that I'm in right now I just got done vlogging all my (laughs) all my symptoms and feelings on the flow app and I'm like emotional yes mood swings yes but no don't nobody else tell me that I have mood swings like Brett if Brett fucking calls me moody he woke up this morning and he knew he did not choose violence today he went and got me Laboo, which I haven't had in so long I'm like give me some bread and some dill dip but now I'm not hungry at all and our guests are taking us to dinner tonight to thank us for staying and Brett's like we're gonna go to Buckhorn nothing sounds worse than red meat right now so I'm probably just gonna get a salad and drink some water 
and read my book in bed when I get home and wake up tomorrow and it's a brand new day. It's a brand new week. I get to go back to my routine. I love being in a routine. I love the routine that weekdays provide. I'm also very excited that the Golden Bachelor finale is this upcoming week. And uh, that's really just all I'm looking forward to. Okay, I'm going to stop rambling and do what I need to do. And we'll we'll circle back tomorrow. Monday. Honestly, be ready to be shocked right now because I am freaking sick. Yes, folks, I am sick. I had a super bad sore throat yesterday and it kept building and now I feel like dog crap. What's crazy is I told you guys, I heard that little girl's rattle in her chest. She was all snotty. She was coughing everything, right? Last night, I I said they took us to dinner for letting them stay, which was super nice. They also got me some flowers that are really pretty from Costco, also toxic to dogs. So I am just like, have them up on the counter. We'll likely throw them away because I'm scared. But they are really pretty. They're from, I've never seen them before. They're like fuzzy. Anyways, they took us to dinner and I made a comment about not feeling well there. And she said that the little girl had been, had had something, had been like sick or whatever. Um... And then this morning, when they went to leave, had the audacity to say that she wasn't going to give me a hug goodbye because I wasn't feeling well. I'm like, you, your child is the reason that I'm not feeling well. But okay, go off. Oh, my God. I took night. I took Dayquil this morning, cough medicine, throat medicine. I drank a tea. I'm just like, I'm not laying down like I did last time and letting it take over. I am. We ain't. Going nowhere. <laughs> we ain't going nowhere. It's not going to get me this time. I freaking refuse. But I can't stop sneezing. I can't stop blowing my nose. My head is pounding. It's the Children's Miracle Network at work. It's the first day back after four days at work. It is a lot. And that, that's why I'm not, that's why I refuse to lay down and let it take me over. But yeah, our guests are gone. I'm slowly washing everything in the house and disinfecting because, um, yeah, it's I'm freaking sick again. I'm freaking sick. My boss at work was like, I've never met anyone in the world that's more sick. That's like sick more often than you. I'm like, this is the second time this year. Yes, it's in a short time span, but I hadn't been sick in an entire year up until like a month ago. I was doing so well. Like there was a year where I had like the vertigo and I had COVID and stuff, but... Since then, I've been killing it. And now I'm just, I just can't believe it. But you know what? I'm glad that it's happening now. Well, I'm not glad that it's happening at all. Brett's like, I'm, at least it's happening now instead of on our vacation. I'm like, yeah, but, but, but it wouldn't be happening at all if I wasn't around germy little rugrats. Brett's going to hear this and be like, you need to be nice. He keeps saying they're just kids, which I get. I'm not blaming them. I told you this is basically a reflection of myself and how I do not have the bandwidth to deal with children, except for ones that I like, <laughs> like my nieces and nephews and stuff, some of my friends' kids. You know what? The kids are cute. Last night we were at dinner and they were like cute, but they're still not my kids. They did not come from my body. So their bodily fluids and snot and food all over them grosses me out. I'm allowed to be grossed out by strangers and their messiness. They weren't messy people. Brett keeps like keeps defending and I get it. I'm being unnecessarily harsh. Probably I'll probably listen to this back and be like, wow, cool it. 
But those that's how I was feeling in the moment. And I'm irritated now that I'm sick. And I, I get that Brett is like, Brett's like, blame me, not them. It's not their fault. And I also feel like last night when they gave me the flowers, they were like, thanks for putting up for us. And they gave us a card today that was like, we really appreciate it. I feel like they know. I feel like they're catching my mood. It's not hard to catch my vibe. I can't really hide it on my face when I'm annoyed. And I've been visibly annoyed. We went to dinner last night. Then we rode around the Fab 40s. And then I went to bed immediately. We watched the end of Love Island, which is one of the big things that I want to talk about today. Wow. 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 If you haven't finished Love Island games, there is going to be spoilers ahead. But another thing that I will say is that I knew basically everything. And um, I still my jaw was on the floor watching the last two episodes. There is so much stuff that happens in those last two episodes. And it's just I mean, the list is the first Love Island game. So they could basically do whatever they wanted. And um, shit popped off. And I something that I did not see happened. And that's that everyone basically turned against Justine and Jack and Sally and Eol, which I love that foursome. They're like my favorite people on the show. So to see nobody defend them and people coming to Callum and Johnny's defense, what blew my mind is everyone saying that like Justine and Jack were selfish or shady or that Sully moved on too quickly from Toby to EL, but we're cool with Johnny making out with six different women and lying to them in the space of three weeks while having a pregnant woman waiting for him on the outside like what what's happening I was genuinely so confused when everyone so basically what happened was if you if you don't watch the show but want to know what I'm talking about Love Island games people are coming in and out the whole time normally on Love Island when you're out you have to like see a counselor for a few days and then they send you home. Well, on Love Island Games, it was just assumed that that was the same thing. But really, they had been keeping everyone on the island. So in the last two episodes, they brought everyone that had been out on the show that season out and they had a hand in making the final decisions. And um, Selly is like a fan favorite. People love her. She didn't do anything wrong. She didn't do anything that was like. I don't know, crazy or controversial in my opinion. Another thing that shocked me. Okay, wait, I'm going to get there in a second. So she didn't do anything crazy. She didn't do anything controversial. But Toby, who she was once once matched up with, comes out and is like, fuck you, Selly. Fuck you, y'all. Basically saying that Selly didn't like spend enough time grieving over their like breakup. If you could even call it that they were they were matched up for like a week and then a new girl came in and Toby was straight on that girl and Selly moved on quickly to the guy that she paired up with. They knew each other for a single week. So he just came out guns blazing and a lot of people felt that like, I don't know, she was fake or um, that she had handled things wrong. I found out afterwards that this show is not in the UK yet. It's a peacock show. So I don't know how they would watch it. The reason I found that out is because I started following some of these people on Instagram and Jack, who is with Justine, who I absolutely love, posted today that like a few years back, he um, had some condition that was from... He doctors think that it stemmed from uh, meningitis that he had where he lost the feeling in his legs and basically had to relearn how to walk again. So like he's telling the story in this caption to basically say, look how far I've come. Like I killed it. I won the Love Island Games with Justine. And um, he said, I know a lot of people in the UK haven't been able to watch it because it's not available here. So I wonder if like it's just sometimes how things get lost between these cultures I wonder if 
people from the UK would stand up for Toby and how he reacted to the whole situation because it came out of nowhere for me. I was like, wait, what's happening? Did we watch the same show? He comes out and basically says, ever since I've been out, all, all of us have been watching the show. So we've seen everything. And I'm like, did we watch two completely different shows? So I went to Toby's Instagram last night and people are just going in on him telling him that he was misogynistic, telling him to pick a struggle because he's short. And then he blew up at Sully. So he also sucks. Like everyone is going in on him. He's deleting comments. People are commenting like, why did you delete my comment? And so now I'm wondering, like, are all these people that are going after him from the U.S. and are we just being defensive? And do we have like a different, I don't know, take on what happened than people in the U.K.? Because a lot of people have the same sentiment as him. Also, I just don't understand why nobody liked um, Justine and Jack or why people were telling Justine to take the money if she's the one that ends up with $100,000 because Jack wasn't genuine. Uh, He's like the most genuine guy in there. He was super transparent with his emotions and his intentions. So I don't understand where any of this came from. Like, I was so shook last night watching this. I kept saying to Brett, what's happening? Why is this happening? Why are these people acting like this? And then the fact that, like, Justine really had to mull shit over um, when she did get the $100,000 and she did end up deciding to split it with Jack. But she was like, I I don't know. Like, it took her a second. And I'm like, if I were Jack at this point, if it took that long to make the decision, I'm going to be mad regardless. So you might as well just take the money at this point. No, I'm glad that she did end up splitting it and they are still together. He was just in in the U.S. for Thanksgiving. He like made Thanksgiving. I'm really pulling for them because I know that she had a bad experience on her season of Love Island, not Love Island Games, because remember, this was the first Love Island Games. The Love Island season that she was on was during COVID, and it was when they were at Dre's. They had them at Dre's, and Sally was on that season too. And the guy that she ended up with, they won Love Island, and she split the money, and then I guess he ended up doing her dirty. I can't even remember what his name was or what he's doing now, because I unfollowed him after all that, because Justine is a literal queen. So I hope that doesn't happen with her and Jack. And then also... People are saying that Selly and Eol are fake. And I was like kind of creeping last night. And it doesn't seem like they're trying to maintain a relationship, which I get. It's unrealistic to like think that all of these cast members from the UK can be with these people from America and vice versa. Seems like Jack and Justine are trying to make it work. It looks like Callum and Deb are trying to make it work. But Selly, there's no signs of Eol on either of their social medias. I know that Justine, Selly and Jack were doing a recap of each Love Island episode. So I might try to watch a couple of those, maybe like the last two to see if I could get the hot goss. But the last thing that I want to say about this is Imani and Ray are not even together anymore. They didn't even last 24 hours. He went on a podcast and said they broke up less than 24 hours after getting out of the villa because there was drama. Like the last four episodes are just crazy. You can see where loyalties lie. People and their couples were not agreeing. A lot of people are doing some shady shit. So he basically said they didn't like see eye to eye on a couple things and that caused them to break up. But Ray is just a baby back bitch. Like it is a competition show. You are competing for $100,000. You were a strong competitor so of course they're gonna get rid of you the tears were just a bit much and as a person that's a crier I I truly know that sometimes you can't help it like if I'm gonna cry I'm gonna cry there's no holding it back and sometimes it happens at the weirdest times and because he had kind of opened the floodgates I feel like it was just recurring for him and he just couldn't stop it but like man it's a competition show there's no need to get like so dramatic and so like pulling trying to pull at everyone's heartstrings like I had your back this whole time like really going in on Justine he seemed to have turned over a new leaf towards the end of the last episode where 
He was like on Justine's side telling her to take the money. But still, it was just too much. Everyone was tweeting that I was seeing at least when I searched the show after I was done that like this is the best season of Love Island ever. And I kind of agree. Mixing all the different countries was like a nice touch. And um, Peacock finally nailed it because I feel like Love Island USA has never been a slam dunk, especially since it's been on Peacock. I didn't watch this most recent season, but I kind of wish I would have now because I do really like Imani. I think she's very well spoken. I think that she's gorgeous. Um, So I kind of want to go back and watch, but I just feel like Peacock's kind of cheesy. The production, everything about it. I'm glad that they kept the host from the UK because she's good. I just feel like it can only improve from here. Something I was thinking about last night, though, is like, some of these are are they going to have some of these people back? Like we all know Johnny's going to be single forever. There's going to be some people that can come back. Will they have the same people back on other seasons or will it always be a completely fresh cast? Because I mean, they have plenty of countries, plenty of seasons to pull from. But then if you get in a relationship, obviously you're not going to be able to be on the show. So I wonder if it's going to deter some people from getting in serious relationships because they potentially want to compete in the Love Island games. Ah. It was so good. I was so like invested last night when I was watching. Um, I wrote something down on my phone and I've been meaning to talk about it for weeks. And uh, it was so funny in the moment. I don't know if it's really going to be funny now. What jogged my memory is, um, first of all, I, I saw it in my phone earlier this week or it's Monday, I guess, earlier, you know, within the seven week uh, seven day time frame that I record this podcast. I found it in my notes and then I forgot. I didn't talk about it. And then last night we were driving to dinner and um, Boys to Men I'll Make Love to You came on. And it just brings me back to like being in the car with my dad and be close your eyes, make a wish. And I remember I used to just like sing all the naughty songs, not realizing that they were naughty, but I would not sing the chorus because I thought that like I'll Make Love to You was like so awkward in front of my dad, right? But meanwhile, I was singing all the other lyrics from the songs. Luckily, I didn't know what those words were. I was just making noises. So anyways just had me thinking about all the all the songs all the ballads that we used to sing in the car inappropriate songs with our parents and then last night when that was happening it jogged my memory to the note that I had found earlier in the week Mariah Carey my all um so recently I was on TikTok and I saw a stripped down version of Mariah Mariah Carey singing my all and I was like damn that song fucking slaps I was like I need to put that on my songs for the car playlist you know driving along a little ballad going down to through Vacaville just singing Mariah Carey so I added it to my songs for the car playlist the weekend that I went to go to Vacaville to hang out with Sierra to watch the Eras tour movie on the way home that Mariah Carey my all came on shuffle and I was like yes it's my time I had the window rolled down it was like 10 p.m. Um, I turned it up super loud and I was like so excited to sing it right because there's just some songs that you're so excited to sing do me a favor right now well maybe maybe not right now but when you're done listening to this Go put on Mariah Carey, My All, and try to sing to that song. It is the hardest song to sing along. I did not get one note even close. Like, I was singing... The wind was blowing in my face and I was also laughing hysterically because it was like, I give my all. Like it was so bad. And it was just getting progressively worse because I was laughing so hard at the thought that I was just like, I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill it. And then I sounded like a yodeling cow that was locked up in a cage. Go listen to Mariah Carey, my all and try to sing along. I guarantee after hearing this, you will also laugh. 
Um, has anyone started watching the Squid Games on Netflix? Because I really want to start it. I'm hoping now that we finish Love Island, Brett will be on board. But I also want to like not watch anything and just finish my book. So I've noticed, I told you that I'm reading the books from the same author, right? I just, I know some of her writing now, like she uses obviously the same terminology. Um, but, and I told you these books are like, you know, they have a climax and you get to that spicy section. It's always at 68%. I've now read six of her books. The, 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 the tension finally wears or comes to a head at 68%. Every book that I've read, 68%. We get to 68%. That's when it happens. The buildup, the buildup, the buildup until you get to 68%. So if I had any suggestions for that author, it would be to throw us off your scent because I always know when it's coming at 68%. Tuesday. I am so excited about today's entry, possibly more excited than I ever have been just because I know you guys are going to benefit so much from this conversation. I literally just got done talking to Tatiana. We talked about so much, like everything that I wanted to touch on, we touched on and I'm excited to share it with you and um, it's long, so I want to get into it. But first, I just have like a really quick update. Number one, we started watching Squid Games last night and it is ridiculous. Like, ridiculous the amount of people crying is unnerving but the main thing that I want to talk about is last night Brett and I took a walk we've been walking separately just because we had company um I was unsure if I was gonna walk because I wasn't feeling well and I you can tell that I still have like a little nasally something going on but what's crazy is when we got outside I started feeling better and then when we got back inside I felt the urge to sneeze again so I'm like is there something rusty and dusty in this house like it's is it because I've been lighting more candles or I put extra air freshener I don't know what it is but anyways my point is that both of us left the house yesterday to go for a walk we were approaching the house uh where the dog poop the dog poop situation we were approaching that house and I saw the white truck like from afar and I was like oh my gosh the guy's out there so we started talking about it as we were walking up to this house he's like yeah um you can see the dog poop bag is outside I was like wait what do you mean he was like yeah when he came up to me and told me that he got a thousand dollar fine he pointed to the bag and it's on the sidewalk and it's been there ever since and I'm like what so we get up to the house Brett points to it the guy's out front we're just being so blatant about the fact that we know that he's full of you know what so Brett points to the sidewalk in front of this house and there is a black poop bag sitting out in front of the house and it is 100% our poop bag which means this guy must have cameras somewhere and he saw Brett do it so we turn the corner and we're away from the house and I'm like you mean to tell me this guy came out and told you that he got a thousand dollar fine for the poop bag that is now sitting on the on the curb so the the so you mean to tell me that he thinks that we believe that the trash people, the trash worker, the trash, I don't, the trash guys, the city, I don't know what we're supposed to be calling them, saw the poop bag in the trash can as if they're dumping it by hand, got it out, set it on the sidewalk, and then issued a fine. You mean to tell me that they just didn't take it away, that they put it on the sidewalk? I was laughing so hard last night when this was happening on our walk. I'm like, the audacity of this guy to say that he got fined for a poop bag that we put in his trash can that's now sitting on the curb. I'm like, how long is he going to leave it out there? And why would you think that a poop bag in front of your house is worse than a poop bag in your trash can? I simply do not get it. But guess what? Brett carried that bag last night the whole freaking 
walk. He just like, and I get it. I've told you guys before when I am walking both the dogs by myself and I have multiple bags in my hands because these guys just can't keep it to one bathroom break. I do sometimes get nervous that like I'm going to drop a leash because I'm trying to juggle so much. So if I walk past a can that's out on the curb, I will dump it, but I'm not going out of my way to do it. And Brett sure picked the wrong house. And this is an age old debate too. Like last night I saw someone complaining on our community group on Facebook that there's like dog, like she watched a man let her dog poop in the front yard and didn't pick it up. And everyone was like, oh, I see dog poop all over the all over the community when I go on walks. We do, too. It is everywhere. So this guy is lucky that we're picking it up, period. Like we always pick it up. Um, but it just might go in your trash can afterwards. And I know that's controversial. And um, if you don't do it, um, maybe you should think about doing it. I don't know. When we had our trash cans at the front of our house, people were dumping it in our trash can. So like it's it's a thi- it's a trash can. Like it's in a bag. It's not like I'm dumping free fu- you know what? We're moving on. I am so excited to have Tatiana on this podcast today. Um I first met her taking her class at P2O, then I started following her on social media. She is the motivation be- behind my curly hair journey. Um, And most recently, the cookbook and the cycle syncing that I've been telling you guys about and talking about, um, I have gained so much from following her on social media, seeing the types of things that she posts, and just most recently looking at this cookbook. I can't wait to dive into it. We are going to talk about that. So uh, a warm what the Chuck welcome to Tatiana. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a little background so we can get to know you before we dive in and get down to all the good stuff that I want to talk about today. Oh, that's so sweet. I know. I feel like we go way back, but yeah, there's been a lot of time in between, but I'm just so glad to be here. Um, this is my first podcast. <laughs> so you're popping my podcast, Jerry. Um, but <laughs> a little bit about me. So I, I feel like my about me, it's like evolved over the years. And now I feel like I'm getting to a place where I'm like, okay, I, I'm finding my groove with my work because I feel like it's ever evolving. But right now I am, I'm a mindset mentor, nutritionist and a trainer, and I work with women, but I spe- specialize specifically in hormonal health, behavior change, and also spiritual alignment. And I feel like that's a mouthful, but I'm like, how do I condense everything I do, <laughs> you know, into one thing? Um, so yeah, I'm just, I, I work with women. I've been coaching women for, like six, seven years now, I started in the personal training field as a personal trainer at a corporate gym in Elk Grove, California. And since then, I mean, I learned that the corporate world wasn't for me. And I was listening to one of your podcasts and you said that when you worked for the state, you hated it, right? Like, yeah, similar vibes. Um, (laughs) But since then, I went on and I was working in spa businesses and that's how I got started at P2O, which is where I believe I first met you. And it's, that's, I love that gym, shout out P2O. And then I've been at other small businesses in Sacramento as well. Um, and then when COVID happened, I just, I had an opportunity to take my business online. Um, and it wasn't really something that I was like all for or really about. I was actually in school pursuing my PA. Um, I wanted to be a physician's assistant. And then I think I just had an opportunity and like just timing and everything aligned. And I had an opportunity to just go all in on something. And that was very new to me because before COVID happened, I was working like, oh my gosh, like three or four jobs. I was running all around Sacramento. And what I pursued was pursuing at the time wasn't really what I wanted to do. 
And I just think my, my fian- now fiance, he challenged me and we were talking about this yesterday, actually, because <laughs> we were talking about overcoming limited beliefs. And I was like, you know what, like thinking back, if I didn't have someone to really believe in me the way that he did, like, I don't know where I would be. And I feel like that kind of faith, like it just, it'll push you to do something. So fast forward, here we are five years later and I'm doing what I love. I didn't know that this is what I was going to do. But I can honestly say that working in this field in wellness and with women, it's just, it's so fulfilling. And I get to do a lot of it from the comfort of my own home, which is <laughs> even more beautiful. Yes. I love that. Being at home is a game changer for so many reasons. Yeah. I feel like for you, especially like creating so much content, it just allows you probably the yeah. space to be able to do that and not feel like so much pressure from you know, <laughs> just like all the other things that we have to maintain in life. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I try to be like super, and I haven't always been like this, but I try to be conscious of how I talk on this podcast, specifically about diet and exercise. There's one of my mm-hmm. listeners that really keeps me honest. She's uh, works in, you know, that field. And, um, she always is sending me articles after she listens to episodes and just trying to, you know, teach me things, which I appreciate, Um, but Mm. I think we're just in a space now of having to be careful of contributing to the problem. And the problem I mean is like trends that you see when you get on social media, like what I eat in a day, I wake up and I drink this protein shake from Costco and intermittent fasting and no carbs. And, um, you know, I've fallen into those traps over the years. And most recently I was talking about these videos that I saw on TikTok. I'm like, you're supposed to wake up and eat 30 grams of protein right away. And then you have to do cardio, (laughs) but you have to keep your heart rate under a certain beat per minute. And it's just, it's really hard to avoid. And I've noticed that you have a super healthy approach to fitness and nutrition. So tell us like Mm -hmm. how you live your life and how you got there and what you do daily and kind of how you live because it is healthy. It's not toxic. It is realistic. It is relatable. I feel like it's what people (laughs) should be doing. It's freedom. Yeah. That's what it feels like. That's a good word for it. And if I'm being honest with you, Megan, I think it's because I went down that route of like, Mm -hmm. of like slippery, slippery trends. Right. And just like restrictive eating and overtraining. Um, and so I think a, a good, answer for you is kind of just to share with you like my story of how I got here because I didn't get into the like living and moving my body for longevity like just by falling into it I think I like I had to find it um and I started my journey several years ago I was I before I became a personal trainer or right when I did I was in the gym space and this is when competing and bikini competitions were still like very popular very prevalent so i was i just got a lot of feedback and i listened to the feedback and you know a lot of pressure from people that i looked up to were telling me to compete and so without really even knowing what the entire world of bikini competition like consisted of I just like dove like full in and it was a great experience and I try not to judge my past self for doing it um because it taught me so so much and but there came a time like right after I competed in my first show like I was 
definitely overtraining. I was doing double days at the gym. I would go in there and strength train for like an hour to an hour and a half, go home and then come back and do cardio in the evening or morning reversed, however it fit in my schedule. And then also I was, I was tracking my macros consistently. And at the time I, I could tell you, like, I didn't have any issues with like overeating, binge eating, emotional eating. Um, food wasn't really a focus in my life before I made it one. And so after getting my calories so low and getting like wrecking my hormones and getting to a point where I just like didn't feel like myself and I had cravings that were out of control. Um, right during this time, I was going to go on and compete in another show. And I just like had to pause and like have a really like really bad, just like come to Jesus moment. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Like, I don't feel good. Why am I like stuffing my face, like in shame where no one can see me? Um, right. Like, why does, why does everything feel so out of control? And that was something that was new to me. And so right when that happened, I dropped out of my next competition. I like let go of the coach I was working with and I had like a, a rebound, what we call it. And so I gained like, I don't know, 20 ish something pounds in the span of like four months. And like, mind you, I'm like five, three, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was a lot of weight for me. And, um, I had just never seen the scale at a number so high. And I just like, it was more than just what I was weighing. It was really more, it was all about like how I felt like I just didn't feel like myself. Um, and so during that time I was like, okay, I am a trainer. I am known as a fitness like person in the industry. And so there was like a lot of guilt, a lot of shame that I was carrying. And so it felt really hard for me to pull myself out of that. Um, and that's really when I dove into mindset and just the psychology of change and behavioral change. And so really everything I do now has been because of the experiences that I've had. And I was able, thank God, to pull myself out of that with just a lot of compassion, a lot of patience, and just learning that there is no fat, there is nothing that I can do that's a quick fix that's going to allow me to live a long, healthy, beautiful life where I feel good. Because I know if I can just get back to a point where I felt good, like my physical body, like everything follows. Um, so that was my experience. And then from there, I just, I went all in and I took everything that I was learning and practicing and experimenting really on myself. And I just, I poured it into my program and coached it with the women and um, all of the girls that I was working with, because I also found that they had similar experiences. Um, and so I think once you do have those kind of experiences, you get to a point where you're like, okay, I know for sure that that doesn't work. And I know that didn't make me feel good. So like, let me try something new. Um, so then that, that's when I went all in on just like sustainable changes, uh, moving your body in a way that you can move it forever. And also like using food, not as a, a way for me to like comfort myself. Cause that was my experience for years and years. But if I could shift to learning about food specifically and what nutrients my body needs, I know that's going to have me feeling supported and just the energy that I really wanted. Um, so that's a little bit, a little bit about my philosophy. Yeah. I love watching your like realistic grocery hauls. I love that you post <laughs> it's okay to eat these things and this is what I'm buying yeah. at the store and this is what I'm eating. And it's full plates, full colorful plates with oh, yeah. foods, nothing, nothing weird on there, <laughs> you know, that you just mm -hmm. force down our throats everywhere else. 
And I feel like watching your stuff, it is like, I, I need that healthy space when I get on social media, which is why I mm-hmm. really try, even though I'm not always in the healthiest space, especially with eating. I've talked to you before about how, you mm-hmm. know, I used to really binge eat as well. And that came from being, you know, married to Brett and like him just eating more and me feeling like I was always getting out on good food. And so I would always just eat when I wasn't hungry. And, um, grub box has really helped with that. And that's something that I talk about a lot on my podcast is grub box because we get it consistently. I mean, every week for, for dinner, we didn't get it last week. And I was listening back to my podcast and I talked about, how, um, you know, if you want to get back on track after the, after the holidays. And when I was listening to that, I was cringing because I realized what I said, and it's just so ingrained in our, in our brains. Um, and it's yeah. so unhealthy. I don't want to be part of that problem, pushing the idea that you have to eat a calorie controlled diet to be like, quote on track. I eat grub box for multiple reasons, you know, because of the calorie control, but also because of the portions and because I'm busy and it's super convenient and the meals are healthy, but just having that like self-awareness that I heard that and was like, that's not good comes from people like you on social media that really like instill what healthy lifestyles actually look like. That's not a bunch of crap pushed by influencers on like TikTok, which is what we're all paying attention to, you know? Yeah. And it, I, it's hard not to be influenced, you know? I mean like there's just like there's a deep ingrained like psychology around it and I mean it it is wild and I think like when you that's why I think information like when you can do your own research and you can really go on and even test it on yourself like I'm a big fan of just like biohacking and I feel like there might be some people that disagree but um you know I'm one to really hone in on like how do how do I feel right? Like how is power specific things and helping me or making me feel. Um, and if I can tune into that, I feel like you can use both, um, just like physiological feedback and also intuition and your energy levels and just how you can go about your day. And if you feel efficient, you feel clear minded, you feel good. Like I feel like your body's always going to communicate it with you, you know? And I think it's just, we have to be the ones to listen. It's so true. I remember a day, I think it was this year. I, my, my husband, Brett, he does not like sushi. So whenever I know that I'm going to get sushi, I am like pumped. And there was this day Mm -hmm. where the the plan all day was that I was going to get sushi. He was going to get something else. And I was just looking forward to it all day. I was like, I'm not going to eat. I'm going to wait and I'm going to get so much sushi. Like it's going to blow your mind. And I did that. And I went and picked it up from Makuni's. Yeah. I was driving it home and I had like the worst anxiety attack. And I was like, what am I doing? This is so unhealthy. I was just, I was mm-hmm. having anxiety about like the glutton fest I was about to have. Like I was just going to come oh. home and in my head all day, live my best life. But when it came down to it, um, I, I, I was not happy and I was feeling anxious. And so I, I don't think I'm ever going to forget that day. I remember I was driving down American river drive. I was like, I need to pull over because I'm having the worst anxiety over all this sushi that I'm about to eat. So I really think that it's true that your body tells you when you're doing things that are unhealthy and we need to just listen. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. It totally does. Um, And I want to follow up with you said what you said about like just food freedom and things that you've seen me eat. Um, And I love that you mentioned a full plate because you're right. Like I don't, I don't limit myself. Like 
Um, I feel like if I have a specific hunger towards something, it's because again, your body's letting you know, like, Hey, I, I need to eat that. And so my plates, they're always full, lots of colors um, and a lot of whole foods. And I think one thing that you and I have even experienced over the years is like the, the need to restrict, right. Or just like not eat a lot, eat a lot of something so that way you can like go overboard on something later. Um, but one thing that I've shared and I've had a lot of my clients kind of go through this also is like when you give your body the permission. And honestly, I don't think it's your body. I think it's our brain that we need to convince. But when you give yourself the permission that you can eat like an and like a couple pancakes or whatever it is, and you can decide like not to feel shame or whatever, um, you're going to be able to go about your day and just like focus on the things that you need to do because you took the time to nourish your body instead of restricting it. Does that make sense? Mm, totally. Totally. And I think this kind of segue is perfectly into the next thing that I want to talk about because I, I've seen your cookbook and I've seen you mm. talk about like cycle, your cycle and how nutrition plays such a huge role in that. And I recently saw yeah. this girl talking about how she only feels great two days out of the month. And I'm like, yep, can relate. There's one week where I feel fat, one week where my hair's not great, one week where I'm grouchy. And then there's like half a week where mm-hmm. I'm just like sad. And then there's two days out of that month where I feel like I'm killing it. And I'm sure, yes. we, all, I'm sure we all want more <laughs> for ourselves as women. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of my yeah. friends and listeners have shared that same sentiment. Like I don't feel good majority of the month. So how important it is, mm-hmm. is it to know like the phases of your cycle and eat and move your body to support those phases? Yeah. Oh man. I can't tell you how much learning this information and applying it has changed my life. And I want to get specific with it because I think, you know, we can can claim that a lot of things change our life. But honestly, I just didn't know like how impactful balancing and supporting my hormones, like how drastically it was going to influence like my mood, um, my productivity, my creativity, my just like well-being in general. Um, So yes, honestly, so important. I think this is the information that a lot of women can benefit from. And I'm so excited that we get to talk about it because I know like if it's helped change my life and I've, you know, I've implemented little changes, like there's little things that you can do that are going to go such a long way. Um, So yeah, cycle thinking, my cookbook, I, I wanted to offer something for people because all of my girls are always asking for recipes, right? Like we're always thinking about like, Oh, I just need to do inspo for food. Like, what are you eating? And so I'm like, I just need to get everything that I'm eating and put it in one place. Um, so that way, you know, this information can be accessed from to anybody, anywhere. Um, but cycle syncing, what this is, is just you're getting the opportunity to learn about every single phase. And we have four phases as women um, in our cycle and what nutrients and what lifestyle and changes can be made or shifted in order to have good energy limited symptoms, just like PMS, right? Like we don't want, want to be walking around with PMS. Mm -hmm. Um, and though it is normal, or I would say it's accepted, it's not normal. You know what I mean? Um, I just think we've gotten to the point where we're so like disconnected or not 
nourishing their bodies the way that we could be, that this is just something that we're all experiencing. Um, and then from there, I feel like once you do learn about each phase and you can support it with how you move your body and how you nourish your body, you can go about the month feeling a little bit more, I'll just say stable. <laughs> that's like, that's like how I would put it. Right? Because I, I know one thing that you wanted to mention too was just like the mood, the fluctuations yeah. in our moods can be so crazy. And like I, I'm an emotional person. Um, I was on the phone with, I was on a call with the client yesterday and she thought I asked her to guess my sun sign and she thought I was a Virgo because of how <laughs> calm and organized I was. I'm like, no girl, I'm a Pisces. I'm so emotional, but like, I feel like I've, I've really practiced and I've learned and I'm still learning like the emotional regulation piece. But I will say this, like learning how to support my hormones in each phase with specific nutrients has helped me so much. Yeah. I, um, I, I have to admit that I, you know, I know that I get a cycle every, every month and I have for <laughs> as long as I can remember. It wasn't until a couple of years ago, I listened to a podcast that really talked about the phases and she kind of talked about it in like seasons. And, um, that was the first time that I really paid attention to that, listening to your body around certain seasons and, you know, taking breaks and eating extra during certain times, or, you know, just nourishing your body and moving your body and taking breaks when you need to. I remember I was like, I, I don't know what I was doing at the time. Maybe I was heavy on Pilates or really doing the Peloton. But I remember there was a week where I took a break because my cycle was coming and my husband was like, you've yeah. been doing so well. Like, don't like, don't lose momentum. I was like, well, this period podcast I listened to told me to listen to my body and take a break when I need to. So I'm going to listen to my body. And I really do like when I am, when I have those, those weeks, I really just like take a step back and I don't do, I just go on my walks and I like, I'm not hard on myself because I'm feeling less energetic. So I really want mm -hmm. to um, dive into the recipes and into the cycles and kind of learn more about them through your cookbook, which is Embodied Nutrition, the Cycle Syncing Cookbook. And I have to yes. say, when you said you were giving away a, a cookbook for free, I was expecting to open it and there'd be like, I don't know, eight recipes inside. This is a full like 90 page cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah girl <laughs> like you weren't Absolutely. messing around mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I just if I'm gonna give something away and I don't know I just want it to be good you know and I I mean there's a little bit of perfectionism in me but I will say this it's rooted in like excellence you know I want things to be good and I figure that if I can give something away that I have an intention of helping other women I want it to really help them. And so that was my piece on that. And then I also want, you know, people to, you know, if they think of um, cycle syncing and just like nourishing their body, I hope that I come to mind. And if they ever need anything, they know where to find me. But yeah, girlfriend, I love that you're able to dive into it. Have you, have you made any uh, recipes yet? No, but I have my eye. First of all, I did not know that you can make brownies out of sweet potato. Oh Yeah mind-blowing mm -hmm. so that and favorite. then the soup everyone's been posting um from over the holiday <laughs> I I am dying to make that we just had company so it was hard mm -hmm. for me to get in the kitchen at all and then plus we were out and about 
Um, but my cycle just ended. So I feel like it's like the perfect time to dive in and like go through the phases and read all the things I flipped through it. It is, like I said, it's beautiful. Right. It's not, not that I would expect anything less, but you just think like, I don't know, you think things that you get online and you're like, okay, it's just going to be words on a page, but no, it is like aesthetically mm -hmm. pleasing and beautiful. And it's so, it has so much stuff in it. So why don't you tell us, um, what your favorite recipe is out of the book or maybe, a couple that you really enjoy. Yes, absolutely. I'm glad that you love it. So some of my favorite recipes, I mean, you already hit on them, but I, so I, this idea came to me when I started making my brownies because I, okay, I'm a sweet person, right? Like a sweet tooth person. I'm also a yeah. sweet person. Um, but like, I, I love brownies. I love cookies. And I'm like, I don't want to give these up back to food freedom. Like I want to learn how to create healthy alternatives that don't taste like cardboard. Cause I feel like a lot of the, like, you know, the healthy versions of things just like don't hit the way that, um, the real things do. And so once I started like perfecting this recipe. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I need to write this down. Um, so definitely the luteal phase brownies. And I love that we're talking about these because I'm, I'm in my luteal phase right now. And just real quick for those of you that are listening and you're like, what are the phases? So we have four phases and it's our menstrual phase. That's with the bleed. And then we have our follicular phase, which is right after your cycle ends. And then the two days a month that Megan's been talking about, like, right. When you feel good, <laughs> That's your ovulation phase. And that's when you feel like you're on top of the world. Estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, everything's just at its peak. Energy is so high. You, you're feeling yourself. Um, and then it, we're doomed with like the luteal phase, which is the longest <laughs> phase of our cycle. Um, and so I'm currently in our luteal phase and I was getting ready for this podcast. And I was like, man, I've been in sweats for three days, but you know what? It is what it is. Um, so luteal phase, I wanted, I created, I think more recipes for that phase, just because I knew I'm like, this is just going to be the phase where a lot of us are hanging out in. So um, brownies are in that phase and those are what I'm going to be making probably today. Um, so if you do make a recipe, let that be your first one, maybe wait till after you, once you get there, it'll just make your Okay. phase that much sweeter um and then I love the soup the soup is just like so easy and I'm not I wouldn't say I've ever been like a soup girly until like this fall rolled around you know mm -hmm. what I mean same yeah That's so funny that you say that because same 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 I've never <laughs> really been into it but we made like a tomato soup recently and now I'm like I want to make all the soups like a butternut mm -hmm. squash I just want to I want all the fall flavors yes. so yeah same I've been yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's very seasonal. And I was just reflecting on like how crazy it is that women, like we have a 28 day cycle, right. And you've heard the seasons of how our follicular phase mimics like an internal spring ovulation resembles like an internal summer. That's just what it feels like. And then luteal phase is definitely like a fall and then menstrual phase is like our winter. And so like rotating through different ingredients and just, I think that naturally, like my body is more inclined to just like kind of hibernate during this time. And definitely like, I can't even imagine like jumping on a bike right now and like doing any kind of like cycling class just because, right. Like I just think intuitively, like our bodies know. And I feel like that was one of my struggles for so long was like, like I would have this inter like internal conflict of fighting with myself and trying to understand like why I didn't have energy. And so I would like go 
intake so much more caffeine. And then I'm pushing my body to do something when really like if I can just relax during this time, I'm definitely supporting my hormones and I'm not, I'm allowing my body to stay away from a state of stress. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think walking during this time, relaxing, sleeping more, it's just, it's crazy how our cycles are so different, especially when you compare us to like the 24 hour hormonal cycle that men experience. You know what I mean? Totally. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yeah. so different. It's I I wish if I had one wish, it would not be for like money or fame or any of that. I, I wish that men could just experience it, not even for a month, like for an entire year. So they can really grasp and understand what it's like. So I, I don't have to hear, why are you so moody a few times a month? Because um, I just, I literally cannot. Yeah, I know. That's, that's the thing that gets me. And it's actually really sweet. So I was listening to a podcast by, um, it was with Elisa Vitti and she's been She's the author of a couple of great hormonal books. If you haven't yet read In the Flow, definitely recommend that. And um, she's also written Women Code, but I was listening to one of her podcasts and she was talking about how she, when she dove into her own like PCOS and hormonal imbalances, she, when she met her now husband, she explained to him like, okay, these are my phases. <laughs> this is like what I have to offer during each. Um, and he just, he came to learn about it. And while I was listening to this podcast, I was in the room um, and my fiance was taking a shower and he was like, oh, babe, he's like, you should let me know like how, how you're feeling and when you're feeling a type of way. So that way I can better support you. And I was just like, that is the sweetest thing. Okay. <laughs> I was not yeah. at all expecting that. And so, and I think it's important too, right? It's like when you open that about a communication and you let your partner know like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling and here's why. And you can, we can do our best to help them understand. It's just like, it's going to save room from all like the, Oh, like you're about to start your period. You know what I mean? Totally. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'm so, you gave everyone so much good information. I'm so excited for people to hear this. Tell everyone where they can find you online um, and yeah, just where they can find you to reach out or to find your cookbook or to find your social media. Where can they find you? I would say I'm most active on Instagram. You can find me at Tatiana.Yasmin. I also have TikToks, which you can access through my links, but I'm still, I'm like, I consume more TikToks than I would say I produce. You know what I mean? Um, And I love it. So Instagram, um, even on my page, you can find my cookbook. Um, It is free. So click on that link, download your cookbook, create those recipes. um, And then if anyone has any questions, find me there. I love, I love the following and just like the community that has been able to just being grown and established on that platform. So Yeah, it's been great. And this has been so lovely, Megan. Thank you. Are you guys not obsessed with everything we just talked about? It just makes me want to like get so in tune with my body. You guys know I go through my phases where I'm like so good about meditating or stretching or I'm just like I feel very at peace. And then 
I am easily rocked by my cycles. And this just makes me want to dive in to the phases because I couldn't even remember what they were. Like I, I should know these things. I feel like we should all know these things. And these weren't the type of things that were taught when we were in school, like about periods or just, I don't know, like when we were growing up, phases of our cycle wasn't a thing. So the fact that like cycle syncing and learning about your phases and how you should be nourishing your body as a woman just makes me want to dive into all of that really head first so that I can feel better for more days out of the month than just two. I know I would appreciate that. I'm sure Brett would appreciate that. But, you know, I love all the last time that I felt really good. I remember I was getting ready to go hang out with my friends and I just put on like these workout pants and a tank top and I was like, man, I feel like a woman. If I could bottle that feeling up and have it every day. So I'm really excited to dive into the cookbook now that we don't have company anymore. Um, now that I don't have really that many plans for the next couple of weeks besides like seeing family before the holidays, before we go to England on the weekends. But I really like want to follow this cookbook and see how it changes and also just practice expanding my mind. I just having conversations like that really just motivate me to be better, to not be so hard on myself, just to like lean into life and all the good things about life. I, it just it's motivating. I hope you feel the same way. I hope that you go follow her on Instagram. I hope that you download the cookbook. Um, and I hope that you'll join me next week for another episode. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast. Um, please rate, review, subscribe. You can get a What the Chuck keychain in my bio. You can check out my Amazon link, my storefront there as well, which is not the most aesthetically pleasing things. But hey, it has all the items that I've bought in the last couple weeks. I did update it. So um, you can find everything there. Of course, if you are new to Grubbox and want to try it out, you've heard me talk about it a couple times this week. I tried the California bowl last night. It was so good. It was crab meat or imitation crab. This is the first time they've done it on rice with um, some cucumber, edamame. It came with uh, some guacamole and soy sauce, which I didn't see the soy sauce. So I didn't put it on until the very end. And it was so good. Um, I think next time I might try to because I was unsure. I was like, I shouldn't heat this, right? Like you eat imitation crab when it's cold. I think next time I'll scoop it off and heat up the rice and then put it back on because the rice was a little weird, like the texture when it was cold. I was unsure. I was going to text Vinny and be like, what do I do with this bowl? But how annoying am I to be like, hi, um, how do you heat this up? Like, I'm sure he's got other things to worry about. So I did. I refrained. I held back. Um, but I'm so excited because there's like the chicken parm this week on the menu. It's like my favorite. I'm trying to save it for evenings when I'm really hungry because it really fills you up. I think tonight we might have the chicken wings. I'm not feeling very very hungry today. I don't know if it's because I have like a tab of a little bit of a cold or whatever. But um, yeah, if you want to use if you want to get Grubbox, use the code RAGE if you're a first time customer for $30 off plus free delivery. I'm so excited about this episode. Like I yeah, I'm going to go back and listen to all the things that she said. I feel like I should have been taking notes the whole time, but we have the podcast. We can always just rewind 15 seconds and then speed it up 30 seconds in advance to get back to where you were. All right, guys, I hope you have um, are having a great week and I will talk to you next Wednesday. Don't forget to rate, review and follow us on Instagram at what the Chuck podcast.